The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello, today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking about seven email marketing things that should not work, but do. The word thing is under, 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 undervalued, isn't it? We should go under, with the word. Under, under, under. We're going we should, under, under. I was trying to remember the word valued. We should use the word thing more often. Here's some things you might like. I love that word. <laughs> um, marketing needs to stand out, right? So one of the things we talk about a lot is the fact you need to have an obnoxious offer. And obviously, we teach what we do. So how about this for an obnoxious offer? We're running a contest right now where we will pay for a whole year of your email marketing platform. And if you don't have one yet, we'll help you figure out which one. Which one to use and on top of that we'll give you a full year of the resources campaigns and coaching with a year's membership of the league our membership and we will post you the 10 books that we recommend everyone reads to improve your email marketing it's a really outrageous deal and it's totally free to enter too just go to emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash win but you have to do it before this coming weekend because that's when the contest closes, right? So we put some urgency on you here. We've got to close the contest because we've got to draw the winner. And so you've got to go and enter before it closes. Just go to, oh, and the earlier you enter, the better it will be. You'll find out why when you've entered. Just go to emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash win. Obviously, terms and conditions apply. You might not win. You might win. Uh... You won't be more attractive as a result of entering this competition other than to us. But we think you're beautiful anyway. Terms and conditions apply. Go to email, small print, small print. Go to emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash win. I think I covered it. I, th- I think you did. There's probably some terms and conditions on that page as well. I don't know. Haven't looked at it. Anyway, uh, but it's definitely over there. He has bin bags full of clothes all over his office floor at home. It's comedy hypnotist Robert Temple. And he has a sticky keyboard. It's psychological mind reader, Kennedy. Let me guess, Jan. Uh, I don't know what it is. It's uh, it's actually one of those things where Apple released a bunch of of their uh, which which laptop version it is. I don't know which one of them. That's it's a MacBook Pro or something. I don't know. And um, they had this problem with their sticky keys, and I just never got it fixed in the time that they were fixing them for free. And now it's just getting worse and worse, and it's not a good situation. Oh, I thought you meant the surface of the keys was sticky, but you mean like just sometimes? No, the, I like double double ends and then missing E. It's awful. Your name will be hilarious with too many ends oh. and not enough E's. Oh, yeah. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. It's got a ring. It's got them Ken. Oh, God, I hate it when people call me Ken. There's going to be loads of of people listening to this who've just sunk down into their chair or their car or wherever they are right now. On that horse. I've just sunk down onto that horse. (laughs) I think a lot of people listen listen to this in the saddle, don't you? Just, Just loads of, like... Oh, I need a little bit of... <laughs> I imagine. There'll be loads of people who call you Ken now who are sinking down going, oh my God, I call him Ken all the time. Mm. I can't mm. ever speak to him again. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's okay. Just correct yourself because I won't remember who does it. I just know at the moment you do it. I hate you. I want to know, actually, I've just said that about the, about the horse. Um, I want to know what's the most unusual place that people people listen to the show like where have you listened to the show mm. like have you ever listened to it on horseback uh you know at the top of a tower like it might not be that unusual you might think oh the place i'm listening to is not that unusual i don't know where are you listening to during it? the throes of passion 
Oh, darling, shall we? The email. My, I mean, yeah, as long as you maintain I'm... the rhythm. <laughs> I can't let this whole thing of you have gotten bin bags all over your floor with full of clothes. What's going on, you dirty son? So Rachel and I had a big uh, clear out a few weeks ago. And we went through right. the wardrobes and just like anything I've not worn for two years is basically going to the charity shop. And so I've piled them all into bags. You know, you get those little bags shoved through your door that you're supposed so to fill you, with clothes. Yes. You mean that you wear the same three T-shirts all the time and you have other clothes? Absolutely. So okay. I decided uh, what I would do is I would put them in the bin bags. And there was basically they say, if, you, if you've got too many clothes for the bag we give you, just put them in bin bags and that's fine. So I've done that. And then I'm right. worried about just leaving them outside and I haven't figured out you have to call yeah. them. So in the end, I'm going to take them to a charity shop, but that requires effort. So at the moment, they're on the floor. Oh, that's lovely. There's no effort to them being on the floor. <laughs> no, not, not at all. Hello, we are a stage hypnotist and a psychological mind reader turned email marketing geeks who give course creators, coaches, and membership site owners everything you need to use psychology-driven email marketing to be the email marketing hero of your business. That means you make more sales more predictably in less time with a brand new episode of the show every email marketing Wednesday, which means if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button on your podcast player so you don't miss an episode. Yes, indeed. We're very excited as you listen to this. So make sure you take a little photograph, a selfie, or take a screenshot as you listen to this episode. Share it with us on Instagram, at Rob and Kennedy. We will re-Instagram it. We'll retweet it on our Instagram it's and share your It's just the way you face. went. You just went, yes, we're really excited. If I'm totally honest, I'd completely zoned out. I was thinking about something entirely different, about a different episode that we could record, and then I wasn't listening. So I had to like figure out where you I had to figure out where you were and where I was supposed to pick up from. <laughs> Otherwise, I might say something you'd already said. And I was I was busy thinking. I was busy planning a future episode we haven't even written down yet. <laughs> oh, well, thanks for making this episode more valuable by doing that. Anyway, let's hear from our sponsor. For every dollar you spend on email marketing, you're supposed to see at least a $36 return. But that's really hard to do if you're scratching your head wondering how to use all of these advanced email marketing features. Introducing Salesy, a tool where you don't have to squint your eyes and give yourself a migraine to get started. With 24-7 support for when you do need a hand. Salesy, well, it's spelled S-E-L-Z-Y, or that's a S-E-L-Z-Y if you're not from around here. You'll be able to launch your first campaign in just 15 minutes. Create emails and automations super easily, and you can call for backup 24-7 from Selzy's amazing support team. Selzy are sponsoring this episode of the Email Marketing Show, so if you want to give it a shot, how about this? For just $49, you can have a lifetime account of Selzy with unlimited emails, automation, segmentation, and some advanced analytics if you really do like to get your geek on. Basically all for the price of around 10 lattes. You can grab this bonkers deal by clicking the link in the episode description or going to emailmarketingheroes.com slash selzy. That's S-E-L-Z-Y. Emailmarketingheroes.com slash selzy. By supporting our sponsors, remember, you're also supporting the show. Thank you to Selzy for the uh, sponsorship this week. Very lovely of you. And talk of lovely people, Roland Millward's been on the old Apple podcast machine, uh, giving, leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. He's uh, in, in the UK, or as Apple Podcast calls it, Great Britain. I think it's always funny they go, where do you live, Great Britain? I never think of it as Great Britain. Like we've all got helmets and shields and spears and that. 
The Empire's back. Yeah, I, I never even think of like if it being Britain. I just think it's the UK, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I, mean I know it's. I know Great Britain. Before anybody gets all political, I know Great Britain and the UK are different things. I know, but I would never think of myself as living in Great Britain. And the fact that we've called it Great ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, you wouldn't go Great flipping Swansea, Great. America. I mean, how dare we? Anyway, and this is what Roland said. He said, Rob and Candy share their knowledge of email marketing. It's a brilliant podcast, full of wit and humor, too. I recommend that you listen. Thank you, Roland, for your lovely review. If you've not left us a review yet, we would really appreciate you going to our podcast or Spotify and doing just that. Yay. So let's talk about these things that shouldn't work. We love counterintuitive marketing. We love, and this is cool, we love to do the stuff that other people think won't work, that works really, really well, because they're not doing it. And if you do it, not only does it work, but it works even better, because nobody else is flipping doing it. So we're going to go through seven things that you can start doing in your emails that get better results, even though they sound ludicrous. The first one, and this will come as no surprise if you've been in our world for a while, is sending more emails people talk about stuff in life generally and like showbiz and stuff like that about leave them wanting more and less is more we always chuckle at this because in email let me tell you more is more we have never ever ever sent more emails and not made more money that in the history of time has never happened generally speaking we send more emails and you make more money. And again, it sounds loopy because people say things like if you send too many emails, people are going to unsubscribe. Or if you sent me that many emails, I would unsubscribe. Well, you would if they're shit emails. If they're good emails, you're going to want more of them. So people say if you send more emails, you're going to be too salesy. But actually, that's not really true. If you send emails and you just turn up, you know, you, you, go, you go quiet for months and months and months and months and months, and then you turn up randomly in a big selling spree and sell loads sell loads and then suddenly you go quiet for months and months and months and months until your next launch again that's how you become really salesy whereas if you just send an emails all the time you're always there you're permanently in their inbox that means that you you come across way less salesy and related to what Rob just said, actually, this uh, the second one is actually selling in every email. People think, oh, you can't possibly do that. Well, for the hundreds of people who use our bottomless email strategy, you'll know exactly how to do this. And you know that selling in every email means you're not doing exactly what Rob just said, which is showing up only when people when you've got something when you've got something to sell. If you sell in every email, it means at the moment that somebody is ready. The moment the time is right for them, they've got the time, they've got all the things aligned that they need to, that they know where the link is. We saw, I saw a post in our Facebook group for members of the league, which we call The Den, that's our Facebook group. And they said, this email marketing stuff is amazing because I just happened where I was looking for somebody, I think it was like a, let's just say it was a plumber or something, right? I don't know if it was a plumber. But I was looking for a plumber and I get an email every day from a plumber. And so I booked that plumber because his name and contact details was at the top of my email inbox. If you're selling in every email, it works really, really well. The next one is talking about your life not your products. Again, most people talk, send emails and they talk about nothing but their products. We do sometimes talk about our products, but most of the time, the reason we're sending the email is to tell you something about something that's going on in our lives. So 
what do I mean by this? With your email marketing, you're really looking to look after the emotional needs of your audience. You're looking to give them connection. You're looking to give them inspiration. You're looking to make them feel valued and part of something. And you're looking to entertain them too. There's like nine different types of value that we talk about in our course, The Bottomless Email Strategy. Those are a handful of them and how you implement them is important. So we tend to think about it as this. The reason I'm sending you an email is to tell you about something that I think you'll find interesting or different or unique or whatever. But in the email, I'm also going to give you inspiration, ideas, and help towards the thing that I teach. And I'm going to mention a product that's going to help you do it or a podcast episode or a blog post or a YouTube video or a resource of some description. And so that's the key thing, right? That's the key differentiation here. I'm going to send you an email because I've got something funny, interesting, scary, sad, or happy to tell you. And as a, as a byproduct for that, I'm also going to help you to use that to your advantage and give you the chance to buy something. So as the example that we quite often fall back to, uh, in an email, I might send an email to say, I've just bought a new mattress and I had to buy it on the internet because we were in lockdown at the time and I couldn't go to the shops. All the mattress and bed shops were shut. So I'm, I'm not emailing you to sell you my thing. I'm emailing you to tell you an experience I had that we can share, that you can say, oh yeah, I can see why that would be challenging. Or I've had to go through something similar. Or, oh, that sounds easy. I think I could do that. I don't know what you're whining about. Whatever it is, some sort of response or reaction. I'm emailing you about that thing, that thing we can all relate to. Because the small business owners working from home, we've all got similar challenges, hopes, different but similar challenges hopes dreams aspirations goals pain points etc we struggle with the same things we thrive on the same things and so i i send you emails about those things and the byproduct of those is i get to mention the stuff that we sell and i get to give you inspiration and stuff so again most people they only email to say hey here's another reason to buy my thing what we do is we send you more and more reasons to connect with us as humans and the products and the sales come as a byproduct of that the next thing that we that just works a treat which really shouldn't is we go against this idea of putting benefit sort of benefit led statements in your subject lines a lot of people put the benefits they heard in marketing you've got to talk about the benefits what's in it for them the reader and put them in the subject line actually removing the benefits from the subject line makes it look a lot less like it's a marketing email that's trying to sell something which means you're going to get more people taking a look at that email and actually what you want to replace it with instead of benefit ridden uh, riddled headlines and subject lines we want to go with something that we call compound curiosity and compound curiosity is such a a big topic they're actually talking about it in next week's episode we've got a whole episode about it next week so make sure you tune in to next week's episode of the email marketing show where we're talking about what is compound curiosity it's the best way of writing subject lines but for the love of everything please stop using benefits in your subject lines do anything other than benefits because it looks a lot less salesy if you do anything today take the subject lines and remove the benefits the next one is sending emails that piss people off now what we really do want to try and do is we really do want to try and create enough noise that some people in your industry and in your market won't like you and won't want to learn from you. There are so many people on earth who are interested in the thing that you do teach, serve or sell that you don't need all of them. In fact, you only need a tiny percentage of them to love and rave about you and for you to be the only person they want to learn that thing from or buy that product from that you can intentionally work hard to get rid of the rest to get rid of the riffraff as we're going to call them 
the riffraff. The riffraff. You only want the, the hardcore believers, the ones who just love everything you do say and stand for. And so we do send emails and we'll swear in them. We do send emails that make, uh, you know, very opinionated things true. And sometimes we send emails that we don't think are offensive, but some people are a little bit snowflakey and are a little bit too offended by everything. I sent an email the other day and I read back over one of the lines where basically I said, my girlfriend's been watching my Netflix and she's watching absolute filth like Bridgerton and Downton Abbey. Now, sure, that's a little lighthearted joke, a little poking fun at those programs. Some people who adore those programs might be offended by that, even though I think that's ludicrous because it's clearly a joke and I put a little winky face to prove it was a joke. There are some people... I love saying little winky. Can I just say that? I say this whenever I describe <laughs> the little winky face. I always just, I always get a little chuckle because <laughs> I got to say the words little winky. Anyway, I put a little winky in my email. And uh, hey! and some people, some people, I'm proving the point here because so, so, some people will listen to this episode and think that's filth. I'm never listening to that again. I'm off to go and watch Bridgerton or Downton Abbey. Um, so one of the, one of the things we do try and do is to is to say stuff that some people are going to get pissed off by, and that's kind of intentional because again, we'd rather have a handful of people who love everything we say, and then do you know what happens when that happens? You never have to watch your back. You never have to think about what you're going to say. You never have to worry about it. You never have to do any of that stuff. You can just think that's totally fine. It's totally fine. I can say those things. And if it pisses people off, that's okay because it's going to draw other people closer. It's almost impossible to piss everybody off. We've got, a, we've got a friend who's a comedian and a magician, and his goal is to go on stage, and let's say there's 300 people in, in the audience at the start of the show. He hasn't successfully done his gig unless 100% of them have left. And so far in his life, which has probably been a 40-50 year career, that's never happened. He has never yet been able, despite being very offensive, he's always 100% of the time got some people to walk out. That tells you the level we're playing at here. But he's never managed to get everyone to walk out. And the reason is that's more or less impossible. You can only do that by being bad. Bad comics get everybody to walk out, and even that's a push. But by being really good, but very opinionated and very offensive and very, like, you know, opinionated stuff, that's how you get some people to leave. And that's perfectly fine. And that kind of moves us on to the next bit as well, which is uh, another thing. Again, you don't need all the people. You don't need all the people. And that means that it's perfectly okay to delete huge chunks of your email list. This is one of the things we do a lot. So we, and when I say delete, I'm going to define that in a second. What I mean is actually just stop emailing them. You don't actually have to delete them if you don't want to. We tend to keep most of our subscribers even once they've unsubscribed because it's useful to have the data of who they are and what they did. And when they come, if they come back and rejoin our list later, we've still got all that big history of everything they did the last time they were here, which means they don't go back through our engine again and all of that. We've got a full history of everything they did. So we just continue continue to pay for people in our platform who have unsubscribed some platforms don't charge you for that incidentally anyway uh stop emailing huge chunks of your email list when they unsubscribe you know make it easy for them to unsubscribe uh encourage them to unsubscribe if they're not that interested we want to push for maximum engagement even from a smaller list of subscribers so it's one of the things we do is very early on in our in our email engine we have our getting to know you sequence that actively encourages people to unsubscribe if they're not interested um if you've stopped emailing and you send a terrible friend campaign which is like a i'm I'm back in the game i'm re-engaging you type campaign Again, we encourage people to unsubscribe if they're not interested. And if people disengage and we give them a chance to re-engage through our LOL revival campaign and they still don't re-engage, those people, they get the chop. 
Um, and so we, we stop emailing them all together. And don't feel bad about the fact that that might mean you've got big churn in your email list. And the final one is using ugly ass emails, honestly, like removing all the images and those fancy templates that the email systems want you to choose. Want you, Ooh, do you want pink borders and a column down the middle? And it's not a school flipping newsletter. The ugly ass emails work so much better. They feel more like you're, you're sending them from a friend. They feel less like a marketing thing. People's barriers don't go up. The uglier the email, the better. In fact, take all images out. I mean, we talk about this a lot. It sounds counterintuitive, but even if you sell a visual thing, artwork, jewelry, handmade goods, even if you're selling anything that's visual, take the images out of the email. And here's why. If people have got to click to go and see the image, you're going to get the click. If everything that's in the email, everything they need is in the email, there's no good reason to click. If you're talking about this beautiful piece of jewelry that you've handmade and it's gorgeous, you tell the story of it, that's what we talked about earlier, and they have to click to go and look at it, you're going to get the click. That improves your sender reputation with the email platforms. But also, those ugly-ass emails just allow people to use their imaginations. They allow people to engage emotionally. They don't. You don't see, I've said this before, you don't see um, the, the, some of the novels of Harry Potter coming out with a quick doodling because J.K. Rowling couldn't describe it properly. He wants to put a quick picture in. doesn't happen because text is the thing that engages people's minds or imaginations, especially if you're using these stories. So ugly-ass emails is your last one. Now, if you want to get really, really, really down to business with your email marketing, we've got something really special for you. We are running a contest and it is closing this weekend. The contest is to win 12 months of your email marketing platform paid for. We will pay for 12 months of your email marketing platform so that you don't have to pay for them. And if you don't have an email marketing platform yet because you're just getting started and you've got a list of zero people anywhere, we will help you pick one and get you get you started with that and we'll pay for that for 12 months. Once you're in that, we'll also give you 12 months of our league membership, which has all of our campaigns, resources, coaching and battle plan training and all that stuff included. So we'll give you 12 months of that and we will send you our 10, through the post, our 10 recommended email marketing books. Again, they're not actually email marketing books. They're books that will teach you other skills that will help you to level up your email marketing. To do all of that stuff and of course, terms and conditions apply, you can check those out as well by heading over to emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash win email marketing heroes.com forward slash win that's where you can enter the contest but you must do it because it closes this weekend i can't wait to, for this contest we've been so excited about doing this anyway let's get to this week's subject line of the week subject line of the week what have you got for us robert this one is you coming question mark which is not a sentence you coming question mark uh, and in brackets it says first names ticket so are you coming in brackets kennedy's ticket and basically we use this when there is an event of some description happening so like a a webinar or a five-day challenge or something like that we actually use it in one of two places one of them is um if somebody hasn't registered this is the email that goes out like shortly before the thing starts and if somebody has registered this is the subject line that goes out like shortly before the thing starts they just come from slightly <laughs> different angles um one of them is are you coming i noticed you haven't got your ticket yet and the other one is uh, are you still coming i noticed you've registered your ticket you've registered your place it's the idea of giving this this physicality like a ticket to something that is actually a digital registration it's sort of an interesting thing i love it this week's 
Subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. Thank you so much for listening to the whole show this week. As you know, we do this every single week. A brand new, completely free episode of the Email Marketing Show. So if you are new to the show or haven't yet, make sure you do hit subscribe on your podcast player because there's a damn good chance you'll miss next week's episode. You're busy, your life's busy, you've got lots of stuff going on, so have we. So hit subscribe on your podcast player. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode where we're talking about something called compound curiosity and how it's basically how most people are doing curiosity, but they're doing it wrong. It's actually not being curiosity whatsoever. Anyway, it's an advanced curiosity technique to get more emails opened, get just amazing results with your, with your stuff. We'll talk about that next week. We'll see you then.